Alrighty, well, this is a very exciting time in our church families, uh, time together. And uh, as Pastor Tim mentioned, he normally is the one who's up here. He's a good solid rock for somebody to be able to get back up out of the water, so we really appreciate that. Uh, but like he mentioned, he has uh, a little bit of a case of poison ivy. So if you found yourself mysteriously itching during his sermon, I, I felt that in a couple of our meetings here together this week. But he's graciously allowed me to stand in for him. And for those of you who are guests with us, uh, we want to let you know a little bit about baptism. Baptism uh, is something that Jesus has commanded us to do after we've given our life to him. So it has no bearing on our eternal destiny. Uh, Jesus Christ has settled all of that uh, in his death, burial, and resurrection. This is just an opportunity uh, for those who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ to let us know that publicly and uh, to identify uh, not only with God's people but with the Lord Jesus Christ in a symbol that I think is very fitting. Uh, obviously, we didn't dream the symbol up. Uh, the symbol uh, comes from the Word of God and it's where we immerse ourselves in water and then we come back up, symbolizing Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And then we walk away slopping water everywhere we go. I mean, if you were to come back here after a baptism, you would know that there was a baptism. I think on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, you would still know that there was a baptism back here. And that's what Jesus does. We, we are completely immersed in him in salvation, and we just slop him around everywhere we go. Uh, he's in every nook and cranny of our life, and everywhere we go, uh, people should see Jesus in our lives. And so this is just a symbol of what's going on there. So... So with no, uh, no, no more ado, we're going to ask, I don't know if Manny, are you ready? Uh, Manny Hugh, is he back there? Manny, you ready to come on and be baptized? All right, buddy. It's a good friend of mine, Manny Hugh. He's been a part of our children's ministries for ever since he was born. He, he didn't have any chance. He, he's been with us for a long time. And uh, he's going to, you want to read that, Manny, or do I can read it for me? Okay, Manny, you're going to read this? Okay. Go ahead, if you can kind of speak. This is the microphone, man. You want to shoot over? There you go. Okay, let's hear it. You don't have to get that close. There you go. All right, go ahead. At the, st at, at the store after church, I told this little girl about Jesus. I told my mom on the way home that the girl needed to be saved. And then I talked to my mom about me getting saved. I know Jesus died on the cross for my sin, sins that, and I wanted to be saved and be in heaven when I died. I got home and I prayed with my mom for Jesus to save me. I told him it was my sin that put him on the cross and asked him to forgive me and I and help me to live for him. So now I will tell unbelievers about Jesus. I am getting baptized because I believe Jesus saved me and I want to obey him. 
Amen. The people of God said, Amen. Well done, friend. Well done. All right. Ready to go? upon your profession of faith and your desire to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and baptize in, in baptism, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. everyone. My name's Catherine Fisk, but everyone calls me Katie. It's difficult for me to find a place to start, so I'll have to go back to before I was alive. To those of you who've been with Grace Church for over 20 years, I personally want to thank you. You prayed for my parents when they were having some complications getting pregnant. Pastor Tim and his family lived next door to my parents in Painesville many years ago, and when my mom had a few miscarriages, they reached out to Pastor Tim for prayer. A few months down the road, I was born, and five and six years following, my sister and brother were born respectively. The power of prayer is strong, and I am a walking, breathing testimony to the strength of this church and your prayers. It's beautiful how things come full circle, and my heart was brought back here many years later. I was raised in the Catholic Church. Baptism, confession, communion, I did it all. As I grew and joined sports teams and other extracurriculars, church became harder and harder to go to. In my first year of college, I started attending Sunday Mass at a church on my campus. I eventually joined a Bible study as well. For winter break, I came home in search of a church to attend for the month. I was brought to grace by the lovely Deb Catania. I have been friends with her kids, Russell, Calvin, and Maggie, since I started high school, and I was fortunate enough to get close with them and be introduced to their sweet mother. She welcomed me into her home like I was her own child, and I, will, I was always well-fed and treated with kindness and compassion at the Catanias. She even lets me call her mama. She convinced me to join her for a Sunday service and although it was completely different from anything that I was used to, I felt welcome and at home. I had a feeling I would be coming back. In spring 2018, I was brought to my knees after God decided to take something from my life that I invested a lot of time and emotion into. A series of events made me question my faith and what I believed in. I remember bargaining with God himself, begging and pleading with him, asking why he was turning my world upside down. I felt like I had nothing left besides my family and a few friends. I let my heart wander from God because I felt abandoned. Little did I know, he was really carrying me through the hardest parts. Though I had turned my back by his grace and forgiveness, I was brought back to the church. After endless nights and days of anger and resentment, I decided to try again. On August 5th of last summer, I walked into a Sunday morning service trying my very best to hold myself together. Mama Catania waved me, waved me over to a seat that she saved for me, again making me feel loved and welcome when I needed it most. She always seemed to know what to do. As the service began, I found myself crying very quietly as Pastor Tim spoke from the Bible, Romans chapter 12, 17 through 21. Mm -hmm. Specifically, the last verse said, do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. In that moment, I realized that I had let evil conquer me. In that moment, I realized that I was a sinner and I needed help. 
I talked with Mrs. Catania in the parking lot for what seemed like forever that day after church. She was pointing me in the right direction. My walk with Christ started off slower. I couldn't have a weekly regular discipleship, and I was live streaming services for the entire school year. But if I ever came home on a weekend, you could find me here on a Sunday morning. Now being home consistently, I have been attending Sunday services and Wednesday and Sunday morning Bible studies. I also get time every week to spend with Mama Catania to do discipleship, and sometimes Maggie gets to join us too. I was so excited when I told them I was ready to be baptized and declare from my heart that I know God and I know Jesus as my Savior. I'm forever grateful for the people who have helped me and continue to help me through this journey. I want to thank my family for their support and the pastors for all of their help. All my new friends here at church for making me feel welcome. The, the Dollhausen family for loving me, accepting me into their home, and praying with me. But most of all, I want to thank Deb. You will never know the strength of the impact you have made in my life. I love you and I will pray for you always, and you better not be crying in Hawaii right now. <laughs> I stand here today to tell you all that I love God, his son, his word, and I'm ready to take the next step of obedience in getting baptized. Katie, upon your profession of faith and your desire to follow the Lord, baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. What a blessing. Thank you very much. All right, now it's our privilege uh, to have a family unit come. Uh, what a delight and a joy. Uh, Melissa, Josh, and Jax. Uh, Pyle. So I'm going to ask Jax, he's the youngest, so the youngest always have to bear the yoke in their youth. So come on up, Jax. We're going to have you go first. You okay? Go. Hold my hand. All right. How old are you, Jax? Ten. Yeah, Jax is ten, and he's coming to be baptized, and he's going to share with us his testimony. Right here's the microphone. Here's okay. The night I accepted Jesus, Mr. Vic and I were at dinner, and we were discussing John chapter 3, when Jesus told Nicodemus that you must be born again, and I asked what that meant. We talked about how all people have sin nature, and what we all have sin. I confess that I have sin and deserve to go to hell, but I want to go to heaven. I learned that God became a man. Jesus lived a perfect, sinless life so he could die and pay for my sin. And that if I believe in my heart that Jesus rose from the dead and confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord, I would be saved. I also t talked a long time about what it means to have Jesus as Lord. It means he is in charge of everything. And we know what he wants us to know and how to live because it's in the Bible. When, 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 when I got saved, God puts the Holy Spirit in us forever and begins to change us from the inside out. As we read and obey the Bible, I'm here, I'm here today to tell you that I believe with all my heart that Jesus rose from the dead, and I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. I'm born again. I, I'm born again, and get to go to heaven. 
He's got a little bit more, and we don't. We want to hear the whole story here. All right, go ahead. Since I accepted Jesus into my life, I have been meeting weekly and doing Bible study. I am praying that my sister Olivia, my brother Chase, my grandpa Mike, and my uncle Mike and Matt will get saved. Amen. We thought that was important, Dad. Amen. Very good, Dad. <laughs> profession of faith and your desire to follow the Lord, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Well done, buddy. Well done. All right, Melissa, right, come on up. her testimony. How befitting to be standing here where not only my parents were once baptized, Amen. but where I came to know and accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior 20 years back. There wasn't a lot of growth like there should have been. As Christians, when facing tribulations, you either grow and trust in Christ to carry you through, or you lose faith and become bitter. Hmm. Unfortunately for me, it was a latter one for many years. Thankfully, all thanks be to God. He sent two incredible people into our lives, Vic and Terry. They reminded me of my love for God that I had buried so deep in my heart. You cannot have a fulfilling life nor a truly happy home without putting Christ first. I once was lost, but now I am found is honestly an understatement. I'm working, I'm a work in progress to say the least, but my relationship with God is blossoming with daily prayer and reading his living word. So I'm here today to make a public profession of faith, but most importantly, to mark the beginning of a new life with my husband and children to obey our Lord Jesus. Like stated in Acts 22:16. and now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and be washed away your sins, calling on the name of our Lord. upon your profession of faith and your desire to follow the Lord in obedience, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. All right, Josh, come on. Here's the head of the house. It's a blessing having Josh here. Josh Pyle. Happy. He's going to share with us his testimony of how he came to know the Lord. Right over there is the mic. Good morning. It's easier to watch from over there <laughs> yeah. to be in here. Nerve-wracking, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know why this testimony has been harder to write than I initially thought it would be. It's been a long battle within, questioning if I was ready or if I was worthy of walking with Christ. I am 34 years old, and I only recently accepted Jesus as Lord on February 5th. I regret not accepting him any so sooner into my life. 
I've typed and deleted this testimony more times than I can remember now, questioning if what I had written made me sound good or not. But here it is, the just of my life before Christ. I was a sinner. I lied, cheated, stole, and caused harm to others. I idolized false prophets and justified it to feel good about my life. I only prayed when I wanted or needed something, and I blamed God when I didn't get my way. I figured if I was a good person, that would get me. That was enough to get me into heaven, the days I believed in heaven, that is. As I sit and type this testimony, I struggle to find the right words, or at least the shorthand version. Version. My entire life, I, was, I always believed I was meant for something greater, whether that was music, skateboarding, or fighting professionally. It seemed to constantly change. I've been presented with numerous opportunities in my life. I've excelled in every one of them, yet was left feeling incomplete. God worked in so many meticulous ways for my journey to begin. 4,000 miles. That was the distance the Kelly family was from mine. Now they're less than four. Through hardship and heartache, God used Vic and Terry to get to me and my family. Three baptisms are happening today and two more when my youngest children are old enough to understand the gospel and give their lives to Christ too. <clears throat> the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2:14, but a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. I will never understand why it took 33 years for Christ to call upon me, nor understand the ways he did it. Colossians 1.21 says, And although they were, you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, deeds, yet he has now reconciled in you in his fleshly body through death, in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. It's pretty amazing. I used to think being saved would make me perfect, so to speak. I know now there was only one perfect man, and he died for my sins. I now know that calling, the calling I've longed for my entire life, to follow Christ and share with as many people as I can until the Lord eventually calls me home. I will stumble and be tempted daily by the devil, and each day the devil will fail. I will no longer be embarrassed to sing in church or praise him to total strangers. I will not fear the loss of a loved one, for it only means they get to meet God sooner than me. I will break through the barriers of my father and brothers put up, and God willing hear them speak the words, accepting Jesus as Lord, and that God raised him from the dead, just as my brother Frank DeMario helped me to speak. I will strengthen my marriage and family through Christ, and I will not be ashamed of the gospel. In closing, I leave you with Titus 3, through, 3, 3 through 7. For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another, one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that be, being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well done. You come and teach my systematic theology class. Josh, upon your profession of faith and your desire to follow the Lord, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
dismissed this morning. I'll just finish with a couple concluding comments. Uh, just, first of all, thank you for the families and friends of those who were baptized this morning for being here. It was an honor to have you. It's always good to see you. Um, you probably follow along with a number of the testimonies this morning about um, how God draws people to himself. From a, a little girl who was here when she was eight, nine, ten years old, right? To um, her walking away, marrying Josh. Josh boxes in a gym where Frank DeMario works out. But, right, the Kellys moved down here to take care of their saved daughter who's about to pass away of cancer. They moved from near Anchorage, Alaska to Lake County, Ohio. She passes away. Their life is now spent vested in their grandchildren so that they would know Christ and walk with him. And while they're going through the natural rhythms of life, Josh comes over as a plumber, right? Sees pinned up on their refrigerator a bulletin from Grace Church of Menor. Josh sees it and says, hey, I think my wife used to go there as a little girl, right? God uses both these all three of these folks providentially in his scheme of things to, to draw this family to Christ. And they're just faithfully walking and they get opportunities like this. I just want you to remember that. Whether it be a neighbor who's praying for my good friends, the Fisks, right? And they're, and they're hope to be little ones someday. And you sharing in that to over 20 years, well, not 20 years, but maybe 15 years, 16 years later, meeting up with folks from our church at a high school. You see the mix? Folks, God's called all of you to be part of that if you, know, if you know Christ. If you're praying that God will use you in that gospel pathway, you're seeing that. You're realizing that. God's given us many more people in this city. No amens. <laughs> He's given us many more people in this area. If God, God wants to use you, whether it be at a gym Whatever it is in the natural rhythms of life, pray and then lift up your eyes. The fields are white unto harvest, Amen. right? All the way down to a fourth-generation grandson, fourth-generation Christian grandson. Um, all men need Christ, okay? Let's pray together. Father in heaven, it's been a delight to be with your people in your company today, hearing from your word and how it's influenced hearts. Um, we certainly leave more joyful than when we came. And I pray, Lord, that this flock would increasingly, as they have been doing so well, increasingly desire to be included to the individual in this great commission calling. Use us, Lord, saved, satisfied in Jesus, to be light, to be healthy enough spiritually, to be light in our culture, so that we can consistently hear glorious testimonies like these month after month, maybe even week after week until Jesus comes. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. See you tonight at six. We love y'all. Have a good afternoon.